Okay, so today is actually the last in the series of the wilderness. And this is uh, part five. And today we're going to talk about um, the self-imposed wilderness. So the other four... Uh, the other four messages I had, we were dealing with the God-imposed wilderness. So now we're going to talk about the self-imposed wilderness. And what's defined uh, previously, when you talk about the word wilderness, the Hebrew word for it is midbar. <clears throat> it refers to an open field, a pasture, a pasture, a desert. It's a solitary place or season. It doesn't have to be a place, it could be a season. Where things are barren, dry, lonely. It's a place of separation. <clears throat> and as I said, there are two types. The God-imposed wilderness and the self-imposed wilderness. So as I said, we're going to focus on the self-imposed wilderness today. And a little recap, uh, which I touched on before, is after one is saved, which is translated out of the world or Egypt, there is a process or processes that one has to go through where we are tutored and where we are schooled. We become heirs with Christ when we are born again or taken out of Egypt. So you're taken out of Egypt, but Egypt is still in you. But we still have Egypt in us and we're still mentally slaves to the world. So when you're born again, you become a joint heir with Christ. But you're still a slave because you men, men, your mentality is still subjected to the world, to Egypt. <clears throat> so that's why you have to be tutored and schooled. So when at the appointed time, your father or the king will allow you to rule. <clears throat> so after you come through the wilderness, I touched on this last week, and I, I added a little thing, couple things to it. We learn to hear and obey the voice of God. So when you're taken out of Egypt, when the children of Israel were released or, or released from Egypt, <clears throat> they didn't know the voice of God. They didn't know how to hear from God. But when they come through, they will learn to hear. They will learn His voice and they learn to reverence Him. There's also an, an awakening that takes place and occurs in your spirit. A desire to be in His presence. When you are taken out of the world, there is no desire innately of you that you want to be in God's presence. You get saved, you have no clue of what happened to you. You spend your lifetime learning and understanding what has occurred, what has taken place. That spiritual awakening that has happened in your, in your spirit, that birth, you spend your life trying to understand that. Okay? Our strength and confidence come from and through the Lord. We understand that darkness has no authority over us. We were translated out of the kingdom of darkness when we became born again. They were taken out of Egypt, which was darkness. Right? <clears throat> so they were taken out of Egypt. And what we learn when you go through the wilderness, that darkness has no authority over you. When you Do you get that? Right? But when you're born again, you don't know these things. When you're taken out of Egypt, you don't know the authority you have. You're out of Egypt, you're an heir to a kingdom, but you don't know. You have still have the mentality of a slave. 
The kingdom that you are released from has no authority over you. But the authority it still has over you is because of your ignorance. Alright? Do you understand that? The authority is because of our ignorance. That's why darkness has authority over saints. Because of their ignorance. Our rebellious spirit is tamed. We learn to put the flesh to death and put off the old man and put on the new man. And we said it, is comes, it happens through knowledge based on an image. The knowledge of God and the image of Christ. <laughs> so you have to know something. And we have to put off and put on. You learn that in the wilderness. Because the Lord will take you through the wilderness until you learn to put off. If you don't learn to put off, you will stay, that rebellious spirit which keeps fighting God, you will keep wandering the wilderness until you learn to put it off. That rebellious spirit. Put off the old man and put on the new. When you put on the new, then you get pulled out of the wilderness. I was doing that. I say, in the wilderness, when the children of Israel were taken out of Egypt, when we were taken out of the world, when we were born again, they don't know the love of God. They don't even know Him. So, but He loves them. They don't, He loves them, but they don't know that. And then they don't even know how to love Him. But when you come through, you appreciate who He is. You get to know who He is. And you understand that you are loved. And then in turn, you love Him. Why? Because He's shown you His love. He's shown you His grace. His compassion. Things you don't deserve. He shows you, gives you mercy. You love Him just because of who He is. So, the things I just read there are very important because the self-imposed wilderness ties in to all these things that went after you come through the wilderness. Let's go to the book of Job. Recap is finished. But let's go to the book of Job, chapter 22. And we'll start at verse 21. So you come through the wilderness and there are certain things that happen to you. And I just read, I just read a bunch of things there. Let's go to Job 22. Let me know when you're there. Verse 21. We there? Okay. It says, and now acquaint yourself with him. Now, this is Job. Now, Job is going through his drama. And I'm not going to talk about all the stuff Job is going through. But Job is going through... Job's lost everything. Everything. Family. The only person left was his wife. Job lost everything. <clears throat> and this is Job speaking here. Now acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. That's, oh my God. Acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. When you go through the wilderness, when you come out, you know him. You're acquainted with him and you will be at peace. <clears throat> Receive, please. He didn't just say receive instruction. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth. He's imploring. Receive, please, instruction from his mouth. 
Listen to what he's saying. Lay up his words in your heart. Don't just hear it. Take it in. Meditate on it. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. You will remove iniquity far from your tents. Who is removing iniquity? We are doing it. We are removing iniquity from our lives, from our household, from our lifestyle. We are doing it. Then you will lay your gold in the dust. Oh my God, listen to this. And the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brook. Yes, the, the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. Listen to that. You will lay your gold in the dust. And you will, and the gold of Ophir among the stones of the brook. You are not going to take your gold and put it in your house. As far as you're concerned, the gold, all the precious stuff is just like stones. You put it in the brook, you put it in the dust. And he says here, why? Because the Almighty will be your gold and your precious silver. Your priority will be Him and not your wealth. Listen, I know we have gold and silver. There's no way we're going to take it out, throw it in a brook or put it in the dust. But Job is saying here, and Job was a wealthy man. He said, the Lord Almighty is my gold. He is our precious stone. Our wealth, He is our wealth. Don't get caught up in your stuff. Your stuff is not Him. Their stuff is the blessing. Amen. Focus on Him. He is, he is I am. You want gold? Mm -hmm. He'll give you gold. You want silver? He'll give you silver. You, you want food? He'll give you food. What is use? What's the use? Let me just give you an example. If you're in the desert, what, you have gold, wealth, and you have food. Which one are you going after? Which one is your priority? Is it the food? With water or is it the gold? You take the. You only can choose one. Would you choose the gold, or would you choose the food with the water? If you choose the gold, you're an idiot because you won't live to enjoy it. You see, it's context. It's context. But if you're in luxury, you go after the gold. You, the food and water is irrelevant. You could always get that. So it's context. But it says here, I am. If, and the reason why I brought that up. If you're in a wilderness, you're in a desert, you choose the water. God could always give you gold and, and, and silver. He could always give you that. You choose life. You choose life. You choose Him. We, we tend to get caught up in this stuff. And the Lord knows. And we understand. We need the stuff to live. Nobody's saying... Not to not to use wisdom with the with the sources God gave. He gave it to you, and we need it for life. But just don't lose track of who he, who it is. Mm -hmm. He is our gold. He is He's our precious, our silver. Everything we need is in Him. Whatever you need is there. People people forget when you and this is this comes to my mind when you give. It's, it's 
given back to you, blessed up, shaken together and running over. He said, when the more you hold on to something, you lose it. He said, when you hold on to your life, you lose it. But when you give your life, you get it back. There's a concept. It's It's a spiritual concept there. You sow to reap. You have to invest seed to get more back. You have to do it. You have to do it. I don't know if you're getting that. But anyhow, let's go. Verse 26. For then, he says that then, for then, for then you will have your, for then you will have your delight in the Almighty. For then, what's that then means? After you make Him, God Almighty, your gold and silver, then, then, you will have delight in the Almighty. Why? Because your focus will be on Him and Him alone. Not the other, you know, would be distracted, distracted with the other things. And lift up your face to God. You will make, he, you will make your prayers to Him and He will hear you. Did you hear that? You will make your prayer to Him and He will hear you. Why? Because your focus is on Him. He's your priority. You meet Him face to face. He is your priority. So when you pray to Him, you know He will hear you. You know it. There is no if, ands, or buts. You know He hears you. And you will pay your vows. And you will declare a thing. And it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. You, listen to me. I've heard the scripture quoted by people. Declare a thing and it shall be established. What people tend to forget is the stuff before. If he's not your focus, you can declare as much as you want. Mm -hmm. You can name it and claim it how much you want. It's not going to happen. Why? Because it says in the other scripture, right? It says, you pray, you ask, and you do not receive. Because you pray, you what? You pray amiss. Because you pray amiss because you ask him to, 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 to feed your own lust. So you're wasting your time. If you're asking to feed your own lust, that means he's not your priority. So you're praying amiss. So people quote, you have not because you ask not. So let me ask. Well, what's your motive? So I can consume it on my own lust. Lord, if you just answer my prayer, let me win the lottery, Lord God. Just let me win this just this one time. I promise you, Lord, I will give 90% to the church. I will give 90% and the 10%, I will keep it. But he knows your heart. He knows. He understands. He gave it to you, you will you'll kill yourself. Well, Lord, I know I said I'll give you the 90%. However, how if we go 50-50? But then when you look at how much you have to, 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 to give away, it's like, well, did I really hear you, Lord? Did, you really, did, did I really make that bargain with you? How about if I keep 90 and I give you 10? But wait a minute. That's $500,000. That's a lot of money to give away. You know. Let, I'll get back to you, Lord. That's the way, that's the way many people are. Very, the, the Bible says, the road to life 
is it's very narrow. It's a the gate is narrow. It is so narrow. Because you the only way you can keep your word to God. The only way you can keep your word to God is when you have a relationship with Him. Because what will happen when the rubber meets the road and you have to make a decision. Your decision, your obedience is only as good as your relationship with Him. Because if you don't have a good relationship, you won't trust Him. And then you won't commit to your word. Because you do not trust Him. I don't know if you got that. We make promises. And, and the Bible talks about making an oath. If you read, I read many times where the children of Israel promise, get us out of this and we will do this. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get them out, they go and do exactly the opposite. Okay. Right back in their mess again. And we are not to be like them. But what I'm sure I want you to see here is the heart of someone who's broken. Someone who's been in the wilderness. And he's saying clearly here. Clearly. Acquaint yourself with him. And be at peace. Get to, get to know him. Receive. Please receive instruction from his mouth. Lay up his words. Pay attention. Listen to what he's telling you to do. And do it. Remove iniquity from your lot, your tents. And he is your gold and your silver. Not the stuff you have. Not running back and forth trying to make things happen. He is your gold. He is your silver. He would lead and guide you. And you will make your prayer to him. And he will hear you. And when you... Declare a thing. It will be established for you. Why? Because what you declare. It will be in line with his will. And what I love here. So light will shine on your ways. And I put there. You will bear fruit. Oh my God. Light will shine in your ways. Okay. So. I'm going to show you why I had to read that. Let me not lose my place here. Now you don't have to turn to this. In Luke chapter 5, verses 15 and 16, it talk about Jesus after he came out of the... Well, it doesn't talk about that. After Jesus came out from the wilderness. In first Luke uh, 5, 15, 16, it talk about when he, he began his ministry. And then miracles. He was just doing miracles. Things were happening. Just the way he was speaking. What he was saying. The, 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 the works that were done by his hand. He was, he was becoming famous. Because everybody started to follow him. Talking about him. He started becoming very famous. And then it said, you know what? Let's turn. I'm sorry. Luke 5, 15, 16. Are you there? However, the report went around concerning him all the more. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So as I said, he was Jesus was becoming very famous. Verse 16. So he himself often 
withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. I read that. I was like, wow. He often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Keep that in the back of your mind. Let's go to Mark 6. Verse 45. This was after he did. He took the. um, He fed the 5,000. Well, it was five and more. 5,000 men. So he divided the, 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 the fish and the loaves. And right after that, it says, verse 45, immediately, immediately after the people were fed. And I was wondering, why immediately? He made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Beth, Bethsaida. He sent them away. And while he sent... And uh, while he sent the multitude away. So he gave the disciples instructions to go to Bethsaida. And he sent the people away. He and the disciples sent the people away and he told them to go. And watch this. Watch this. And when, verse 46, when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. He departed to the mountain to pray. So I was like, why? Why? The first one we read, when he, when he, he, after he did the miracles, often he went into, he went into the desert. Mm-hmm. And then here I was like, after he sent them away, he went into the mountain to pray. Self-imposed wilderness. He is putting himself separating himself from people, from distractions, from from noise, from confusion. He is doing it purposefully. And I was like, why? (laughs) We're going to talk about that in a minute. Watch this. Let's go to John chapter 11. Verse 41. You there? Okay, let me give you a little backdrop of this. You guys know this story. This is when he raised Lazarus from the dead. So Jesus got, wherever he was at the time, people came to him and telling him, Hey, Lazarus is sick unto death. you got to come now. So he said, No, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. So I'll stay two more days. All right? So he stayed two more days. Then he came and there was a lot of ruckus. Lord, if you had come, he wouldn't have died. Blah, blah, blah. Weeping. All kind of drama is going on. Lazarus is already dead. Buried. Verse 41. Then they took the stone away. They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, oh my God, I love this prayer. Father, he wasn't even praying. He was just talking to to the Father. Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this. That they may believe that you sent me. 
Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. What blew me away is, he said, Father, verse 41, I thank you that you have heard me. When did Jesus pray to the Father? Did you ever read this and ask yourself, when did he pray to the Father? No, seriously, have you all ever asked yourself that question? I have always asked myself. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Heard is past tense. That means he said something to the Father. And he said, I know that you always hear me, but because of the people who are standing by, I said this. I didn't say this for my benefit. I said it for their benefit. So that they will know and believe that you sent me. I'm saying this for their benefit. I was like, when did Jesus talk to the Father? Go back to verse 4. <laughs> Go back to verse 4. Jesus was somewhere else. He wasn't in Bethany at the time. Wherever he was. How many days before? Four days or how many days before? I don't know how long it took to, take the, to make the journey from where he was to Bethany. But listen here. As soon as Jesus, they came to him and said, verse 3, they went to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. And what even blow, blew my mind also, it says here in verse 11. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. When did Jesus pray to the Father? As soon as he heard. As soon as Jesus heard that, that the one he loves is sick. Way back, days before, Jesus already prayed to the Father. And the Father already told him what he had to do. Oh my God. Wait two more days. Then, go wake him up. Oh my God. There was no audible. There was not an audible that is recorded here. I mean, it's possible he could have audibly spoke to the Father. But it's spirit to spirit. As you all know, there are times that you don't have to say anything. Mentally, you're speaking to God. And God speaks to you. Spirit to spirit. But way back, what, what blew me, I'm like, when did he, way back I was looking, I said, whoa, days, days, he already knew what he had to do. He already knew what he had to do. But for the benefit of the people who were there, he prayed that prayer so they could hear what he had to say. And he's talking to the Father. And the Father was back, going to back up what he already told him to do. Days and days before. Glory to God. I don't know about you guys, but it blows my mind. But listen to this, okay? The self-imposed wilderness. Listen to what Job was saying. Acquaint yourself. Let me go back before I, I misquote anything. Job 22. Acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. That's what Jesus... When Jesus left, when he drove the people away, he sent them away. He went in the mountain, he went into the wilderness to separate himself from all the noise, all the people, all the drama. Because people go, 
Oh, yo, you're doing such a great job. I mean, you got the power of God in you. I can see it. Look at the miracles. I need you to know your head's not on right. Your ego is going to get. He's separating himself from noise a lot. All that is noise, noise, noise. The enemy, if you're not careful, will use these, use these people to feed your ego. So soon as he is done, go. I need to be with my father. Why? He's reinforcing his relationship with the father. Acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Receive instruction from his mouth. Lay his words up in your heart. Remove iniquity from your tents. And the Almighty is your gold. He is your silver. He means more than anything else. He is our priority. He is Jesus' priority. And then you have your delight in the Almighty. Then you will have your delight in the Almighty. Lift your face to God. And He will make... He will make your prayer to Him. You will make your prayer to Him and He will hear you. That's why Jesus says, Father, I know you always hear me. I know. Because intimacy, the relationship. And you will declare things and it will be established. Why? Because you're going to speak what the Spirit gives you to speak and God will back it up. So that your glory, so that the light will shine in your ways. You will bear fruit. Whatever you speak will come to pass. And God will be glorified through your life. That's G- So the self-imposed wilderness is to take your... After you've been through the wilderness and God has schooled you and trained you. The only way you're going to maintain that and grow is you have to put yourself now in a place of separation where you can be, you can, he can reinforce that relationship. Because if you don't, it's like a marriage. It's like a marriage. If I don't spend time with my wife, if I don't treat my wife right, if I don't talk to my wife, if I don't do the little things for her, if, if over time it's going to affect the intimacy of the relationship. And it's not only sexual, it's an intimacy Spirit to spirit. Mm-hmm. So to reinforce and keep that relationship strong, I have to put myself in a position to make that relationship strong. And with the Father, way how you're schooled and tutored, when you put through the wilderness, my God, let me go back and read. We learn to hear His voice and obey, reverence Him. Because if I don't keep that relationship with my wife, there is no mutual respect. She start calling me names or whatever it is. There is no oneness. There is no. There you go. There is no oneness. Right? The desire to be in His presence. That's why you can't be moved by how you feel. You can't be moved by how you feel. You can't be moved by. You have to, Lord, understand how much He loves you, and if you keep. If you keep going by your feelings, you're gonna keep gonna you're gonna have to keep doing the wilderness experience, which I don't like. But sometimes he has to do it to get some stuff out of me and put some stuff in. So what you do, you put yourself in the wilderness. You separate. Don't think of the the, the desert. It's not about the desert. It's about separating yourself. 
separating yourself so you can maintain that intimacy and improve on that intimacy with the Father. So that you understand that when you are distracted or trying to be distracted by, by sin or whatever it is, that has no power over you. Many times thoughts will come and say, oh, that's not God. Don't give in to that. Because, because you start recognizing when it comes. You start recognizing it. Mm-hmm. And then you say, oh, nope. All right. Yep, nope. Oh, that's a trick. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. You start recognizing it. So, oh my God. Anyhow. Uh, it intimacy. So you have to put... So that's why when Jesus said, this kind, when he's talking about why the disciples could drive out the demon. Jesus said, oh, this time only come out only comes up by prayer and fasting. Oh my God. Intimacy with the Father. Knowing, 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 knowing. That's why I always say, talk about the one-on-one time with the Lord. Critical. Critical. One-on-one time with the Lord is critical. I don't care what's going on in your life. If it's 15 minutes, commit to it and stick to it. You miss it, you miss a day, it's okay. Pick it up the next day. Get in His presence. The time just goes. And then you don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. But you have to keep doing it. And as you keep doing it, it becomes natural. It is training, schooling. You're training yourself. You have to train yourself. You have to get new habits. Get the right kind of, of habits that's going to bring you into intimacy. When Jesus said, was talking about, when you pray... Don't pray in the open for everybody to hear and see you. Go in your closet. Why? Separate yourself from people. There are too many distractions. Separate yourself. And pray in secret to the Father. So when you pray in the secret, when you're out in the open, He... What? Verse 28 in Job 22. So light will shine on your ways. Your fruit will be evident in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we are to separate ourselves. And the hardest thing sometimes, when you have, oh my God, even though you have a relationship with Him, sometimes He asks you to do things. The courage, you have to have courage to step out in faith and do what He says to do. No matter what. Listen, there are times I am scared. I am scared. But I say, Lord, you know what? You got this. If this is what you want me to do, I will do it. Why? Because I know you got it. You work it out. But it's, sometimes it's scary. But you have to take a step of faith. Okay. Um, so we, 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 we have the courage to know what he requires because we know him. Do you understand? We will know him, hear him, trust him, and know what he and know also that he hears us. A lot of people pray and they say, I hope he hears, I hope God hears my prayer. No, when you have a relationship, it's not hope. You know. I listen, when I pray, I know he hears me. I know it. There's there was a time I used to be like, okay, did I pray right? I wonder if he heard me. No, it doesn't matter. I know he hears me. Because I know I don't I'm not praying out of his will. So we have to separate ourselves. Separate ourselves from the Egypt. Even though we live in Egypt. He said we are in this world but we are not of it. We are peculiar people. We have to separate ourselves. 
keep Egypt, and that separation is to keep Egypt in check. Keep Egypt in check. To keep the world at bay. To keep the flesh at, in, in abated. That's why you have to self put yourself in a wilderness. Separate yourself. To get the flesh, keep it under subjection. The separation is, is, is in thought and behavior. We are now in a different kingdom. We are taken out of Egypt and translated into the kingdom of God. In the world we are ambassadors. Oh my God. We are ambassadors of that kingdom. We are representatives of the kingdom of God. In case you didn't know it. We are representatives. And as part of our lifestyle, we separate ourselves so that we can fellowship and be in the presence of our Father. That's, that's what it's about. The God-imposed will, your self-imposed wilderness should be our life, part of our lifestyle. And I'm, 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 God knows, I'm trying to find a time. And it's so easy and subtle how things can try and suck that time away from you. I'm like, uh-oh, this week I noticed that. Something, a little different activity started to take away my time. I'm like, oh, I'll have to, res- I'll have to reschedule things. Desire to be in His presence. We don't move, we're not moved by our feelings. Our strength and confidence come from and through Him. If you keep separated from Him, you lose confidence. You lose your strength. You lose it because you're not connected. You're not connected. Right? You are connected spiritually, but your, your soul is telling you different. And if you're going based on your, your feelings, your flesh, you've got, you're going to be defeated. All right? Uh, all right. So, anyhow, that's all I got <laughs> today. I hope you guys learned something today.